0: Hi there, and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. format is, I row a workout on this machine, you row the same workout in your machine, and then I keep you company with chat about motivation, technique, my dinner plans, and just whatever else comes into my head, okay? So hopefully it'll keep you on the machine for longer than you may have been, uh, and hopefully you'll get fitter, faster, stronger in the process, okay? Now today's is going to be slightly different, what we're going to do is a 30 minute row at 20 strokes a minute and run about 2k plus 18 pace, which is about 5 or 6 out of 10 effort nothing new about that okay it's a great low intensity workout that will just build up your fitness i will give you time to work on your technique your stroke and all that kind of stuff that seagull is so loud isn't he don't know if you can hear it but craig i can anyway uh so that's what we have planned for today's row however i want to look at something from a technique point of view i saw a video uh I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name but uh, uh sorry if it's not uh, he sent me a video last night from a guy called aram training who's a really good uh, rowing coach Talking about a pause at the back of the stroke. Now, this is something that I've never said is a good thing, okay? I've always said that you should come into the back, hands away in a nice fluid motion, keep, keep everything in a nice kind of fluid movement, everything feeds into each other, it's cyclical, you're always constantly moving. Now, this video made a really good case for why you might want to pause at the back. Now, he tends to talk about it more from an on-the-water point of view, but it still has its uses on the rowing machine, so that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to try that, and I'm going to talk about what he says, because there's no point in me talking about it right now is there so before we get into this we're going to do a four minute warm up I'm just going to do this how we're going to roll okay? we're not going to worry too much about um, changing techniques and things so in order to get into that four-minute warm-up, you have to set up your machine first. On a Concept 2, that means going to your drag factor and setting that to where you want it to be. If you don't have a Concept 2, then please just set your resistance wherever you have to a point where you get a nice feeling from the stroke, but you don't feel you have to heave against it, okay? Next up, if you can set your monitor to eye height, please do. And finally, the foot stretcher height, if you're able to adjust it, get it to a point where you're con- you can come into the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably okay if you go scooting past you're changing the angle of your attack you're having to overcome the weight of your body all this kind of stuff which isn't great now as a guide what this means is put the straps to run about the balls of your feet okay or the bottom lace on your shoe the kind of the horizontally ones that go around the bottom it's a good guide start from there and then you can adjust from that point okay swish swish so four minute warm-up we're going to do this at around about 20 strokes a minute Um, and we're just going to start off with enough power just to think about connecting our feet to our hands okay so here we go then in three 2, 1, go. So what I mean is that the power in rowing comes from your legs pushing into the footplates. But that's nonsense because it has to somehow get into the handle, doesn't it? <laughs> but the point is, is that you are pushing your feet into the footplates and sending that power up through your posterior chain through your back into your arms and then your hands, the handle and then that then connects to the flywheel and that is how the power gets into the machine but what it means is that you have to try and work out how to get that power in smoothly and efficiently and you do that by making sure that you connect your hands and the handle at the same time your feet push into the footplates okay if you push too soon backside goes right behind you and you, you miss all of that or a whole load of that leg push if you pull too soon you just can't get the connection from your feet to get that power through so you also lose power But if you push at the same time the handle connects to the flywheel, all that power goes through. Simple. Okay, so in about six strokes' time, we're gonna put one foot on the ground and continue to row. Try not to change your technique too much. One more okay one foot on the ground right on top of the drain (laughs) continue rowing don't think I thought my positioning out that well today got a bit lazy with where I was setting up the machine couldn't face clearing off all the seats and things off my wee stage and just set it up on the patio so apologies it doesn't look quite as attractive swap feet there we go so this should help listen to him he's sitting right on the roof of the next neighbour's garden or roof, house, whatever you want to call it that's why he's so loud or she this should help with your flexibility because you've only got one leg strapped in hopefully let's take one more stroke here and then both feet in, legs nice and straight, and roll with your back and arms. So you swing over your hips from a forward lean to a backward lean. And once you kind of catch the power with that back swing, that's when you pull your arms in, okay? So your back picks up the flywheel first, and then the arms come in is really important for your main rowing stroke as well okay last one here and let's roll to the front arm straight forward tilt press out with the legs and really try to hold that forwards tilt as much as you can as you're pushing through the legs here okay it's so important that you don't open your back too early because that backswing, as you just found out in the previous drill, adds in power power you don't want to lose that's on here okay I think I should have worn the vest today, it's absolutely it's that real muggy heat today (laughs) not that you care about the weather here so keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink and I'll quickly recap one more time what we're doing today Okay then, so today is a nice simple workout. It's just 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute and the pace is gonna be 18 seconds slower than your current 2K time, which works out, run about five or six out of 10 from an effort point of view. It may rise towards the end of this half hour, but start off, run about that five to six out of 10 and then hold that pace towards the end. Okay, that's important. Now, like I say, I'm gonna do this uh, technique point of view investigating what the video said about just having a pause at the back of the stroke. You can, by all means, follow me with this, or you can row how you want to do it, and then you can maybe look at, does it help you doing what I'm doing? It's up to you, okay? But um, I thought, I want to try this out. Why not video it? And that way I can come back and look at it later and say, hmm, that didn't work, or whatever. So anyway, right, you ready for this? 30 minutes, 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 pace in three, let let's go right so it's going to take me a while to really lock into what that the video was saying well, as it is I'm just quite not quite getting the stroke rate right or the timing right okay i it'll take me to Take me a minute or so to really lock in on this. Okay, I think that's it. So the point is that you drive and then you stabilize at the back of the stroke. Just momentarily. before letting the hands come away and then recovering now my preference has always been to let the hands instantly come away at the same pace I bring them in at but this video was kind of making its case partly for on the water rowing Rowing, sorry (laughs) you can see it's all falling apart so I'm needing to concentrate on changing my stroke while talking to you, but from the water point of view, it makes sense because you drive and glide, and then you kind of match the boat's speed as you roll forwards so effectively the boat is travelling under you on the recovery rather than kind of going very slowly forwards which the momentum this is me doing it my old way the momentum of your mass coming forwards will slow the boat down right back to what he suggests but his other argument is about tension and how if you gonna get those hands away quick. You could tense up your shoulders and your arms and leak power as a result whereas just holding and rolling leads to a more relaxed shoulder which I think is about right I mean my arms are only about 70% straight before my body has rocked over and I bend my knees Rather than being like this, primed where tension can set in as I come forwards. Back to his one again. What I find hard though, hang on. am I back in there yeah it's getting the pace of the recovery correct maybe it's just all these years of recovering slowly it's doing it that I still feel I should be rolling forwards over a two second duration rather than this which is more like a one second so what this does is rather than the way I usually roll being One second drive and then two seconds to slide through the recovery. This one is more like drive for a second, hold for a second, slide for a second now it could just be the huge nandos I had for lunch today making me feel a bit sluggish but gotta say I am finding this is taking a little bit more of a toll on me. Probably because I'm holding in that slight backward lean and then obviously using A little bit more energy than I'm used to on the recovery. That said, my heart rate is down at 126, I think. It's not moving from 126, so I don't know if it's frozen. and my watch isn't turning on when I flick it now 123 on the watch as well so heart rate's not up there but I feel my breathing is a bit more laboured that might just be just from holding it there and talking to you I've purposefully backed off the pace by a couple of seconds just so that I'm not chasing too many numbers but also because I want to make sure I keep this a low intensity row. So that's why, ordinarily, I'd be rowing this at 203 pace <clears throat> by more 205 today. Okay, coming up on ten minutes gone. I mean, I see the value from the shoulders point of view. I'm also able to focus on how I finish with my arms I can take that second to interrogate how I pull in and how my posture is am I powerful and braced at the finish rather than slumped and weak so every stroke I can make sure I'm finishing correctly and because I've got a lot less on the recovery I'm hoping I'm not doing that kind of over lean thing that I tend to do at the front where I have got myself into the position quite early on on the recovery and so as I get hang on Gone too slow. There we go. So as I get into the catch, it's like I do a extra lean because I have time to. Whereas with only one second of a roll don't really have that luxury of time anymore I wouldn't say it's doing anything from a performance point of view but then like so many things When it comes to technique, you can't just judge it by one outing. You need to give it a few goes, see if it does make a difference. And the thing is, it's only for the kind of steady state, low intensity rows that you do this for the higher the stroke rate the less time you have to hold the handle and pause at the back so if I was to go up to 30 strokes a minute there would be no pause the handle would just come in and out at the same pace and so that's a really important thing to remember if you are the type of rower who wants to pause at the back is that that's really just in place for the low, steady state stuff. And also, the point of it is to stabilize yourself here, to make sure you are powerful and set up ready for the recovery the point isn't to come in and kind of slump into yourself okay you're not doing something like this it's up powerful ready to just tilt over the hips ready for the next stroke so that's one of the reasons why I have always argued against that pause at the back is that it can lead to a lot of bad habits one of which is definitely finishing and then rolling in this position and not involving a backswing at all the tailbone is tucked underneath me I'm just leaning backwards there's no core engagement at all here it's just a bit of a leg push and a lot of arm pull to get pace so you have to Get those hands away and tilt forwards. So if you are prone to finishing and then coming into the front with your tailbone underneath you, it's really important that as you start the recovery, the hands go and the back goes forwards. Okay. I've got absolutely no doubt at all that his guidance on this from an on-the-water point of view is spot on. And in terms of relaxation of the shoulders as you come forwards pretty sure he's spot on there as well however he doesn't mention the inherent dangers with this technique both of which I've covered but it's about recovering with the tailbone tucked underneath and not having that tilt forwards damaging your power and causing possible injury but also my concern is that people then think that that's how they should be rowing at every stroke rate when it's not this may be one step up from a drill because the point is you row the whole session like this rather than if it was a pick drill and you were stopping to concentrate on like every fifth stroke but it's important that you know as the rate goes up, the pause duration goes down. I've definitely slipped pace. I don't know whether that's just being a bit tired. Today was meant to be a rest day after I had a really long run yesterday but then when I saw this video I knew I had to investigate it before I forgot about it or before somebody else did it. (laughs) okay two thirds of the way there the lesser known Bon Jovi song got less than 10 minutes to go I did enjoy my Nandos though Julie and Jamie that's my wife and eldest they went to London for the weekend. So it was just me and Holly all weekend having a weekend of fun. Went to the Wallace Monument in Stirling on Friday. Yesterday we went to the Edinburgh International Climbing Centre for their Clip and Climb which is great fun I love it I'm useless at climbing but I do enjoy it and then today we went to see the Minions movie And then went for a wee cheeky Nando's afterwards. And I always go for the hot butterfly chicken and the peri peri chips with extra hot sauce on it. So I think. Some discomfort in my stomach. Heartburn, basically, isn't as a result of today's row. It's as a result of all that spicy chicken. In fact, I had a very spicy chili for dinner last night too, so don't quite know what I'm trying to achieve with all this spice. It's very tasty. I just. I quite not stupidly spicy, but just spicy while you're eating but then it goes away when you're done that's why I like my neighbour Gareth has a jar of is it ghost peppers can't remember what it's called but basically chilli peppers they picked up where he got them from I think the fires of hell. <laughs> and I had. I mean, I couldn't, can't describe how small the piece I had was. It was like if you had a cornflake and broke off a tiny bit of a corner. like really small that's how much of this chilli pepper I had and for the next 20 minutes I couldn't speak I was like (laughs) just breathing through my mouth trying to cool down the heat from the pepper and he's like giving me milk and <laughs> yeah that's too hot a wee bit of spice is nice but when you can't speak because it's so hot and not so much I keep on Finding that I'm slipping and going back into my old stroke here. I'm really looking forward to checking out the video in the edit suite after this, just to see whether this technique does anything to tidy up the slight power leaks that I have namely, like I say, there's the over lean at the front that I have which is not only problematic because it shifts my angle of attack but also because it sends my backside out from underneath me you watch pretty much all of my videos you'll see this strange kind of wobble to the seat as I come forwards and then get set to drive into the next stroke and so what I'm hoping is that because I have less time for the recovery that the turnaround from the slide into the catch to the drive of the next stroke is sharper I don't have those kind of one two tenths of a second where my backside escapes from underneath me because remember pretty much all of the technique stuff I talk about is stuff I'm trying to do myself I'm not professional rower I only came to this about 10 years ago and I've been a work in progress ever since and then about 5 years ago when I had to take an extended period of time off after cutting my hand quite badly myriad issues crept in to my stroke namely the butt scoot kind of a rounding of the upper back caused by this over lean and then more recently something weird with my sacroiliac joint which is still grumbling away and is really affecting my hip flexibility at the front as I come in to the catch at least I've stopped opening my knees out too much now there was a period where my knees would come outside my elbows after the SI joint issue hopefully I've kept them more under my armpits today now what I don't know Is whether all this focus has meant I'm swinging my back too soon again. Again, one for the edit suite. Okay, four strokes to go. Two more. Last one. So, even though even though I wasn't entirely comfortable doing it and even though I was slipping pace-wise I'm not actually going to blame that on adopting that style of stroke. Certainly not after one session and certainly not with a big cheeky nandos inside my stomach so could be loads of reasons why my pace slipped. I mean by the end of that I was down at 208 pace so I basically slipped three seconds off the pace that i'd already slipped two seconds off so not ideal from a pace point of view but when you try something new your pace can suffer so again this is what i often say in fact tell you what let's get into a two minute cooldown. down okay uh basically the same pace that you did your warm-up at around about 20 strokes a minute just enough of a push that you can feel your body connecting and you can just help your body calm down. You shouldn't be too destroyed after that half hour row anyway. So this should just be like a two minute just to let yourself flush yourself through, okay? Here we go then in three, two, one, go. And I've completely forgotten what the point was that I was making. (laughs) It's totally gone. Was I talking about going fast? No. Oh, that's embarrassing. I've totally forgotten what it was I was talking about I'm sure it was something to do with oh yeah I know what it was I know what it was Um, swinging the back so I recently made a video and I've always even towards the end of today's row I've always maintained that it's really important to hold that forward pitch that tilt forwards and then you push in your legs arms straight holding that forward tilt and then when your legs are about halfway you swing from a forwards to backwards tilt okay because not only does that help the power from your legs go up through your body and into your arms when you do swing your back into that backward lean that movement of your upper body that all that mass adds in power check out the video I made if you don't really grasp what I'm on about basically just says things on like one move to row faster I think that's what I called it I'll throw it up in the thumbnail at the end but I know so many people that will try a technique like that once they'll either not be comfortable or they'll see that they're rowing a couple of seconds slower and then they'll just say Nope, that doesn't work for me. I'm not doing that. And they'll go back to rowing without their back just because they've tested it once. They go, like, I'm done on the cool down. You do not have to stop cooling down. So, with this thing today, I'm going to, for the low rate, low intensity, steady state stuff, I'm going to incorporate this pause at the back to see if it helps and then investigate it through the rest of the rowing as well just to see if it makes a difference. I can always just go back to how it was. So that's the good thing. Uh, I can just go back to that. So, right. Um, I'll continue talking in a second, but now that we're done with the cool down, uh, you might want to do some stretching. Now, if you have to go into the shower and whatever, then fine. Make sure and you stretch your quads and hamstrings and whatever. But don't do it in the shower. I don't want you to slip and fall. However, if you have round about six minutes uh, still to spend with me, then stretchy on has just appeared now although he's doing it on a mat you can do pretty much all of the moves that he does either sitting on the machine or straddling the machine okay so hamstrings just put your feet in here fold forwards go like that and then when it comes to doing um the glutes put one leg on cross that one over and then steady yourself at the back okay and pull that one across and that way you will um i'm going to do the glute stretch while i talk to you that might help my SI joint Yeah, so anyway, so you can do either on a mat like he's showing you, or you can do most of them sitting or just standing next to the machine if you don't have the space. Um, Yeah, so as much as from a technique point of view, I always talk about it to try and improve my own technique. I'm also not so close-minded that I'm gonna say, well, you know what, for the past four years, I've been telling you to, to come in and straight back out with the hands. And um, so therefore, because I told you that for four years, even though I've read something that says do different, I am not gonna say, oh no, 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 I'd never do that. Of course I'm gonna try it and see if it it works. I think to be completely closed off to something like that is just daft. It could well be that just at the low intensities, that like I say, maybe that's gonna be what irons out these little kinks that I have in my stroke at that kind of low steady state intensity. so that then when I do get in, up into the stroke rate and start rolling at like 30 strokes a minute and I'm no longer holding the handle against my chest I'm like in a racing position and I'm kind of going fast because by now I've reprogrammed good grief because I've reprogrammed the, my muscle memory uh, to not have that little trigger the kind of the butt scoot at the front um, because of all the low intensity stuff which is why we row so much low intensity meters after all then um, it's a good thing it's the whole point is to try and well for me anyway the whole point of why I row is to then be able to go fast when it comes to challenges or races or whatever I'm doing or to be like more efficient so like the um, previous videos I've been making about the high rocks thing which I'm Uh, considering whether to enter into a high uh, high rocks competition. The the reason I'm saying considering is that if I did it, I'd have to throw lots and lots and lots of training at it to a point that I then probably put on some muscle that then take me out of the lightweight for rowing. I'd be then over 75 kilograms, and so I wouldn't be able to compete uh in like online challenges as a lightweight or um there'd be absolutely no point me go to like a the the world indoor rowing championships because at my age as a heavyweight i'm up against some some people that can all still row sub-six and uh that's not me so as a lightweight i'm fastish um but as a heavyweight i'm not fast so anyway so that's why i'm it's like a, i'm considering whether to do i love the training for high rocks it's fantastic um throwing in the um broad of jumps and sandbag lunges and all that kind of stuff, is, it's amazing. But actually, if I were to compete and to train enough to to feel I could compete in one of them without making an embarrassment of myself, I'd, yeah, it'd probably blow my indoor rowing dreams for a while. But then, after injury, like I said, with my hand getting cut, my, my indoor rowing dreams have been blown for the past four years anyway. So uh, maybe by doing high rocks, I could then unlock my love for coming back into into competing again so um or at least it's, it's not the love it's the what i think my, my issue is basically that when it gets to the top end that, that, that line that you need to push through when you're breathing out your eyes okay you're absolutely exhausted everything's on fire and you still have 500 meters to go okay that line that you need to cross in order to be able to win in order to be able to get your pb and whatever that line is getting harder and harder for me to to want to um push through um, whether it's just that I've done it so many times or whether it's just, I don't know, fear of injury. I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm working on it from a, a mindset point of view. But it could well be that because for in High Rocks training and event stuff, you're just at that top end all the time, that actually all the training for that could then be what I need to unlock that mental state to then kind of actually find a 2K row easy <laughs> compared to an hour 15 of, of um, High Rocks events. So we'll see, that's why I'm kind of looking at that. And also it gives me more stuff to talk about, more videos to make for this channel. And hopefully more people will then come and uh, watch these videos and we'll all we'll all be well together, hey? So anyway, right. So I've got to sweat in my eyes again. Peace. The seagulls finally shut up. I should really just start this entire video all over again so we can try and do it in, without it, it squawking away. Don't know why we get, like, it's going to run a bit now. This is the end of July. Um... Uh, Just every year, we suddenly get loads of seagulls around here. Or gulls, because there's no sea, so it's just gulls. But yeah, anyway, right, okay. And then, since I'm talking about birds, I think it's probably time I went. (laughs) So. Let me know how you got on. Did you try doing the pause as well? Um, Did you find it easy? Do you find it helped? Do you think it's going to be something that you're going to continue doing? Do you think it's probably going to be more damaging if you're trying to work on other elements of your stroke anyway? Um, What I do recommend is if you're going to do it, video yourself as well and have a look, maybe even video yourself doing it the way you normally row and then do it again, um, doing the pause and then see if there's any difference at all. Um, and then you can kind of look and see if it, if it helps your, your strokes. So that's certainly what I'm going to do I'm going to look at this video afterwards so anyway, anyway I said I was going to be done about a minute ago and I'm not done so I should really stop so thank you so much for being part of this one I do hope you enjoyed it it was just listen it was a good way to roll 30 minutes if nothing else so um, good amount of calories burnt and yeah and fitness boosted tick well done so I will see you in a future video in the meantime please look after yourselves be well bye bye